Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 4 of Talkin' Jacks. Today is a wonderful Tuesday. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Ben Gosshorn. Uh, the newly not single Ben Gosshorn. <laughs> if you've been following the off-season love life of my co-host. Um, ben, how are you? I'm good. It's uh, I didn't know that was going to work into the podcast so soon, maybe. But, but yes, I am... Uh, no longer a free agent, I guess you could say. You are not a player without a club, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect you to do that, but that was pretty good. Yeah, uh, it's been good. It's It feels like it's been a while since we've done this, because it has been a while since we've done this. But it's nice to actually have some things to talk about. and um, Not quite breakdown, because <clears throat> we've had only one preseason game but there are some things to talk about which is nice how have you been doing alex i've been good i've been uh you know staying busy up here in greensboro slash high point uh it's kind of funny we so i i I struggle to tell people like where i live now because we are literally I, i i'm not kidding like if you drive to the left out of our neighborhood yeah like i don't know 300 feet or some or so you're in Greensboro, but if you drive to the oh. right, you're in High Point. And our house is in High Point, our address is High Point and everything. But everything we do for the most part, uh, except for my wife's school, uh, is in Greensboro. So yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's a difficult thing because you might as well tell people you live in Greensboro, but you do things in High Point too. Eh, yeah. What are you going to do? Not that anybody so, really cares at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, but it's yeah, like, i just been just been hanging out watching um, – you know, what, what, grabbing all the little bits of independence news that we can get, um, yeah. fresh off the All Star NBA All Star game being in Charlotte, that was really cool to watch. But yeah, enough about our off season stuff. We've got some Charlotte <laughs> independence news to talk about. Uh, starting with the goat, yes. um, if you haven't heard, the the uh, greatest of all time, Jorge Herrera, is back in independence gear for at least one more year. Um, yep. He was officially announced a couple weeks ago with a great photo shoot, um, kind of playing off the messy photo shoot before the World Cup, uh, yeah. holding baby goats and and, so, and whatnot. Um, did you see the behind the scenes video that they shot? I did. It was that, great. I that think was they only really cool. It on like Instagram and Facebook. Um, I don't know if I saw it make its way to Twitter. Um, so people may not have seen. It. I thought it was great. It was it was pretty funny. What yeah. were the names of the goats? I completely um, forgot. It was like putting me on the spot here. Yeah, I can't remember either. I I, I saw it too, but I, yeah, yeah. It, it was I, funny nonetheless. It was I cool think it's on Facebook. A... So if you haven't seen it, go go check out the Charlotte Independence Facebook page. Um, yeah. There's a cool uh, little s- shot of Jorge and James in the car talking about uh, what Jorge would have done if he hadn't have been yeah. a, fo- a footballer. Um, he said he would be a bullfighter. So you can go li- hear him talk about that. Um, or maybe I just spoiled it. I don't know. Maybe I should have teased it instead. <laughs> but yeah, that was really good stuff. Um, hope to see more th- more content like that come out this year. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, as far as on the field, Jorge being back is, is awesome. Um, I just looked it up. He trails Dane Kelly by two goals in the uh, most USL goals of all time 
asterisk in the modern era. <laughs> yeah. Um, with he's got sixty-seven, I believe, and all right, uh, he's got sixty-five, and Dane Kelly has sixty-seven, I believe. And those oh, are yeah. just regular season. Those are, don't include the playoffs. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, it, I'm excited to see him back. You know, what do you think about all of it? Um, I, I'm excited mostly because the way the season was last year, I think it would have been really disappointing to see him kind of put his boots up, I guess. Um, yeah. And I'm just happy to see him back on the club. I mean, I think he's still got some some gas left in the tank. Um I'll be curious to see what role we put him in this year mm-hmm. or what capacity we use him. Um, but I'm excited nonetheless. I, I think it's it's always nice to see, number one, a, a player return to the club that's been with the club since the beginning. Um, I want to say he was like the first signing in club history. Don't quote me on that, though. I don't know. I probably shouldn't try to uh, say things like that from year yeah. one. But but regardless, it, it, it's it's nice to see a player that's involved in the community like that and the goat come back for another year, especially with him being that close to Dane Kelly, uh, which will make it interesting because we'll not to look too far ahead, but we will see Dane Kelly and Jorge Herrera face off in the first match to the season for us. I know the 15th. that's, that's so. more, uh, more drama there. Yeah. But for those two matches against Indy, um, but yeah, you know, <laughs> Echoing what you said, I think last year probably would be a, a rough way to finish off your career. Um, yeah. he, it was a great year individually for Jorge, but I, I, mm. I know, you know, we all know that, there, you know, Jorge's not really about the individual accolades. Um, he's very much a team guy, great leader. Mm. Um, but it, it's just amazing to see how productive he still is at his age. We keep yeah. every time, every year, we we expect there to be a drop off in quality or fitness, you know, or production or something. Um, Mm -hmm. Every year he defies, he defies those expectations and continues to produce at a high level. I think it will be interesting to see, like you said, if he's going to maintain that role um, that he played last year. And even the year before that of being, you know, one of the first guys on the team sheet each game. Um, I think we all keep waiting for him to be like moved to the bench and used Mm -hmm. in more of a sub uh, spot start role. Um, I, I think maybe this is the year we finally see that just because we've got Enzo back. Um, yeah. But, you, you know, we still haven't signed a, really a center forward. You know, we, 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 we'll we get to our new, a couple other new signings in a minute, but it seems like neither one of them are really an out-and-out center forward. Um, so, you know, you'll, you, you may still see Jorge and Enzo play together on the field. Um some so it's definitely going to be interesting i think part of the thing has been jorge has been so good the last couple seasons that you haven't been able to put him on the bench Mm -hmm. you haven't we couldn't afford to we didn't have the talent or the depth to to have somebody to actually force him onto the bench um Mm -hmm. so and and that's not you know that's not a knock on some of the other guys but it's it's just more of a testament to how well he's been playing into you know 30 37 38 years old um, and then i think he'll be 39 midway through the season this year so it'll be interesting to see if that continues yeah it, it's going to be interesting there's one thing i noticed um in this i'm trying to um let the usl website work for me um and it's not <laughs> but um i'm shocked the cool thing is um 
Uh, I noticed this. I wouldn't even realize this without seeing this. I, I forget who posted the article, but he had scored the most goals in his uh, career last year, um, having 13 goals. Um, so it maybe didn't feel like it was an off season for him last year, but he still was able to score 13 goals. Um, that's probably more or less because of how many games he played in last year, which, of course, I'm not able to pull it up now. But regardless, um, he's still got some gas left in the tank, and I'm excited to see his creativity on the pitch at least one more year. Yeah. All right, so our second signing that we mentioned is um, Abdul Mansali. Um, did I say that right, I think? Based on what you've told me, at least. <laughs> You're going by my pronunciation, so I feel pretty confident. I'm basing it off of you, an MLS announcer, which, if they're anything like USL announcers, I may be um, putting my foot in my mouth. <laughs> but whatever. Um, it, that seems pretty accurate. But, but yeah, it's... Uh, he's... I think he's an interesting signing. Um, he, he definitely seems versatile. Um, he's labeled as a left-back or as a defender <clears throat> primarily, but I'm curious based on another unofficial signing or loan, I should say, um, that he may not play as a left back um, and basing that on other information too from the, the friendly or the preseason game from the other day. Yeah. Um, but he's, he, he's really a pacey, um, maybe not fast, but quick. Um, player, I was watching some of his highlights just earlier today, actually, and he, he's a little physical um, in the sense that he's not afraid to stick a boot out. And um, depending on how the referee wants to play it, I mean, he could see some cards <laughs> um, at the USL level. You never know. Um, sometimes players do nothing and get cards <laughs> at the USL level, so we'll, we'll see. Um, but I'm excited for. It. I mean, he. I'm excited to have some pace on the wing because we really didn't have a whole lot of that last year, I feel like. Mm -hmm. um, and he, he's got a, a long career. I mean, he's been in the MLS for uh, – or was in the MLS for a number of years. He played for the Revolution, uh, the Salt Lake, uh, and as well as Houston. Um, but he recently has played in the last couple of years in Finland at FC Inter and PS Kimmy. Kemi? I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so he's, he's kind of been out and about, but he's made his way back. And he's, uh, he's from the Ghana, um, which I saw multiple places. It's the Ghana, not Ghana. It's the Ghana. Um, and the cool thing I noticed is I, I saw it multiple places, too, and I was looking around. They, they turn their players as scorpions. So I'm just going to call them the scorpion, probably. I mean, it, I think it's a cool nickname, so... I'm going to go with that. I thought he was from Gambia. Oh, you're probably right. Oh, I should have wrote that down. This is what happens when we yeah, do Yeah, it's Gambia. Preseason stuff. He, yeah, the, Gambia. They're, they're the scorpions. Oh, Gambia. It's well, all right. We're in preseason. It's all right. Yep. Got we're, we're just working out the kinks here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's actually made 16 senior appearances for the Gambian national team. So um, it doesn't. Eh, I can't. I, it doesn't. There's no information about when his most recent one was, so I don't know if he's still a member or still kind of a guy getting call ups. But uh, if he plays well this season, I'm sure we'll see him probably get called up to the uh, Gambian national team. Um, 
All right. So, you know, let's just piggyback off that since you mentioned it. Um, the other announcement that has not been officially announced by the team, but it's been reported by Ashley Mahoney, uh, and she doesn't really get things wrong. So we're just going to trust her. Um, it is Andrew Gutman. And yeah. you've pr- if you've been following this story at all, um, it's actually gotten a lot of national attention and even some international yeah. attention. Uh, but mm-hmm. Andrew Gutman signed recently with uh, Celtic over in Scotland, which there's a little bit of a Celtic connection with our club now uh, with Jim mm-hmm. McGinnis. So originally he was set to be loaned to Nashville SC, uh, you know, just over the, over yonder. Uh, mm-hmm. But because Nashville is transitioning into MLS next season, um, the Chicago fire blocked the trans or blocked the loan because they own his MLS rights. Yeah. And um, let me first just say that that's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Um, I hate I hate the whole notion of MLS player rights. That's the that's one of the things. Yeah. There's a lot there's a lot of weird roster ish things that go on in MLS, but to me that's one of the most nonsensical ones is that you can own mm. the rights to a player that does not play in your league and is not signed to your league. But despite all of that, despite the the utter, you know, ridiculousness of that rule, uh, the independents mm. are the beneficiaries mm. of the shenanigans. So yeah. I guess I won't complain too loudly because um, it seems like Andrew Gutman is a really quality player. Um, he was mm-hmm. the Matt Herman award winner this past season at, at Indiana. Uh, which now we have two Matt Herman Trophy Award winners uh, that are members of the organization, the other being co- uh, former head coach and current general manager Mike Jeffries. He won oh, it. Okay. He won it while at Duke. Uh, nice. There we go. You know, little not as recently as Gutman did, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I I, I think Gutman shows. I think he's just like next up in the. Uh, our left back academy, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, last season it was it was mm-hmm. Sam Vines who showed a lot of a pro- uh, lot of progress from game one to game thirty two or thirty four, whatever it was. Uh, yeah. Uh, so this, you know, Gutman seems like he could be uh, could be a good player. I mean, he. I think the re- one of the reasons Chicago blocked the loan to Nashville is because they really wanted to sign him. Um, yeah. I think I think if he had signed with Chicago, he was probably going to be the starter for them. Um, so I, I think we're I think this loan, we we could potentially have a really good player on our hands. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited about this one, especially you know he's a young guy. He's mm-hmm. you know he's definitely going to be looking to prove himself because you know the things didn't quite work out on his in his first loan. Uh, so I think he's probably going to be really hungry to get on the field and, and to prove himself. Um, and, and Celtic doesn't sign bad players. They're, you know, they're, um, they, they have to really like the player, I think, to, to give him a shot. So mm. I'm excited about this one. Yeah. I, I, I'm thank you, Don Garber. First of all, um, as much as I don't love the, player ownership and things like that like you like you all said i'll take it i mean it's it's nice to have something kind of work in our favor in that sense <laughs> that's true um 
So, I, I mean, hey, I'll take it, that's for sure. And it, I'm just excited that we'll have a pacey left back to essentially compliment Joel. Because mm-hmm. it, I don't want to compare him too much to Donnie, but I feel like he's going to be a, a similar uh, player to Donnie Smith in the sense that he's going to be pacey and quick. Um, and this is all based on what I've heard and seen and things like that from Gutman. Um, he's 22 years old, so he's he's definitely – I think he's got two, three years on Vines. Um, yeah. I think he played and, I think he played all four years at Indiana. Did he? Okay. Yeah. yeah. He, he was there from 15 to 18, yeah. So four, he played gotcha. four seasons, made 90 appearances, scored 20 goals, which 20 goals for a left back is a lot yeah. for over four years. Did, did he have 10 and 10 last year or this most recent year with Indiana? I thought I saw that somewhere, um, 10 assists and 10 goals. I could be wrong on that if he had 20 goals in his whole career at Indiana. But regardless, I mean, I think it'll be a position that we can essentially just say he's, barring another marquee signing, he's going to be our starter at left back. Um, so what, where we don't have a, a ton of signings at the current moment, unfortunately, we have – solid starters in those positions um which i think is exciting for him um and he's going to be really attacking so he's going to be getting forward um going to be getting service to enzo jorge mensale unsigned forward a i don't know um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe but uh but yeah i'm really excited that we could uh fill a hole um with gutman there um yeah. So his final season statistics are for uh, 2018 were 11 goals and nine assists. Uh, so oh, that's that's geez. a lot of production though coming from a from yeah. a left back, and that's just in 23 games. Yeah, you know, col- Ooh, the college yeah. the college season is very short. So 23 games, and the substitution rules are a little different. So uh, it's it, yeah. the the minutes played. I don't you know I don't. There's no minutes played here. But regardless, yeah. I mean, 11 goals, nine assists. In 23 games, is really is phenomenal for a, for a left side left back. Mm. Um, yeah. But like you said, I think he I think that's a really good compliment for Joel. Um, the only thing I would be a little concerned about is you know maybe if he's that attacking, uh, having two players that are like that on the same side mm. of, or on the uh, two eh, two Op- players on yeah. the opposite sides. Yeah, on opposite sides might mm-hmm. leave um, the center backs a little bit exposed at times, but I'm sure, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm sure that's something that the team is going to work on to maybe, you know, if, if one of them's bombing forward, the other one's kind of hanging back a little bit. Um, mm. but no, I, I, I'm really excited about the prospects of having somebody, um, with that kind of production coming from the back line. So, yep. We do have one final signing, who's technically not a forward, but he is a uh, highly attacking player. Um, I believe his nickname is the Pizza Man. I think I saw him refer to himself on that as that on Twitter. I'm going to call him the Pizza Man regardless. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Dominic Oduro, um, who has had, I think it was 13 years in the MLS. He's had a 13-year MLS career. Uh, most recently played for the Earthquake slash... Montreal last year, I think it was. Yeah, I think he started um, the year with Montreal and ended it with San Jose. I don't know if he got traded or what. 
I think that's what it was. It was a player swap or, or something. He didn't, he didn't make a, he didn't make a lot of appearances uh, at all for either team last year. So, mm. but yeah, he's he's going to be a fun one, I think. I mean, he is thirty three years old. You can say what you want to. He's an elderly, but he's five years younger than Jorge. So I mean, there's he's basically in his prime. <laughs> um, he hasn't quite peaked, according to Jorge's career. So, well, and he's. He's super pacey, so I think he's going to complement Mensale pretty well. Um, I, I watched some highlights of him as well today, and, and they were a couple years old. I'll, I'll take that, but he, he's extremely quick. He's He's got a gear that gets up there with probably anybody in the league. I mean, he, I, I'd like to see him. He probably could almost beat Joel in a foot race, maybe. I'd like to see that one. I, be an interesting race yeah i haven't seen him play in person yet uh so i'm going to withhold judgment there um yeah. of all of the signings that we've talked about i think this is the one that i'm most um maybe worried about just because mm. like you say he is 33 um he'll turn 34 midway through the season and you know i haven't seen him play a ton but the mm. the, the number one thing that people talk about immediately with him is his pace and he's 33 years old and if if he's over reliant on his pace there's i mean i'm i know that you're saying he's he's super fast but there's no way he's as fast as he was for three or four years ago when he was scoring a ton of goals in mls um Mm. so if he's lost a step does that make him completely ineffective or does he have the technical ability and some craftiness to kind of um figure out a different way to to be effective so i'm not i'm not saying he's going to be um a complete bust or anything like that i i just yeah i hold them a little you know on this one i'm going to be a little bit less hopeful um and, and keep my expectations low just because i mean we've seen we've seen players come in and be veterans and struggle with injuries. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see. But I, I, I'm excited about the quality that he could bring. You know, you, you don't score that many goals being a scrub. Uh, so he, you know, yeah. he very well could come in and be like a, like Cordell Cato was last year. And just when he's playing, he could be like absolutely dominant. Um, if he does that, I'll be thrilled. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm just not going to expect that right off the jump. Yeah, I mean it'll be interesting. I, I'm, I'm optimistic because I always am, but <laughs> I think, I, I think he could be a, a really quality, um, right wing, forward type player. Essentially, I mean it, it, I think yeah. it's going to be dependent on the formation we end up playing, where exactly mm-hmm. he's going to be on the pitch. Um, yeah, which and we'll I, definitely talk about a little bit later. Yeah, I know you mentioned, season. like. Um, he played on the right in the preseason game, mm-hmm. and uh, actually Jason talked about that a little bit as well. So, yeah. but the, but the article that they they released did talk about you know they talked about how he wanted to play through the middle, Coach McGinnis mm-hmm. did. So maybe we just haven't signed the guy who's going to play on the right yet um, for the most part, yeah. or maybe he's just uh, trying things in preseason just to see what happens. Because I think it looks like based on you know. Everything I've read about uh, Oduro is that he can play anywhere across the front three. Um, mm. 
and so and it seems like Mensali is probably a similar type of player. Maybe he might be exclusively left sided. Um, and we know that Enzo can probably play in like nine out of 11 positions on the field, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I mean, uh, basically after playing with Colorado last year, I wouldn't yeah, be exactly. opposed to him being our backup keeper. Essentially. Um, <laughs> he did. He, he played that quite, but he played every position in like the front six for them last year. Um, yeah. So, but you know, we, we keep hearing coach McGinnis talk about wanting to, uh, play like Liverpool. Um, mm-hmm. so we'll, I don't know. It, I'm excited about maybe having an interchangeable front line, kind of like we had mm. in 2017. I think that was one of the things that made that team so dangerous is that you had players swapping positions throughout the game constantly, yeah. uh, and they were really hard for defenders to track. Um, so if we see a little bit of that come back uh, in this year's squad, I, I, that's that's definitely exciting. Mm. Yeah, it definitely will bring some some versatility to – to the club and that and that's another thing that McGinnis has essentially harped on a couple times and having having players that can play in multiple positions uh, which really I mean Mansale can play left mid left forward evidently left back um, we've got a lot of versatility on the current roster we have uh, which like I've said is a little limited right now but um, more players are soon to be announced apparently I guess we're gonna by the time this is probably in, you re- listen to this, you already know about some Albanian player, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a, still a small roster we got, but I, I feel pretty good about the players we got. I mean, if you look at it in comparison to like Tampa Bay and some other teams, we've got like half the squad they do. Yeah, but it, I think it takes a lot of comparing and and seeing what other players have, uh, other teams the quality of players they've signed and things like that. Um, but yeah, there was a, a preseason game. Um, the first ever game in the McGinnis era uh, was played this most recent Saturday against, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, oh, I'm forgetting his name, Mike Jeffries, alma mater Duke, <laughs> um, which was a, a makeup game, if I'm not mistaken, or kind of a, a late addition. Yeah, um, so it you know we were originally scheduled to play at like 11 a.m. in Charleston against the crew, Columbus crew. Mm. Um as and I think we did the same thing last year. Um it's like the so. the warm-up game for their they always play in that um Carolina Challenge Cup. Mm-hmm. Um and I think I don't know for whatever reason that fell through. Um so they kind of scrambled and, and added Duke to the schedule at the last minute. Um, it was just unfortunate that it was at night, at least for me, just because I, I couldn't get out there. Um, but uh, you were there. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how many other people were there, but it was a decent you're, crowd. Honestly. You're going to have to tell me all about it. Yeah. It, it was honestly a decent crowd. It was a free game. Um, like you said, it was kind of a late addition. So I, I honestly didn't expect too many people. Um, but it was a free game, and there was, was probably a good. I don't know, 20, 30 people, um, roughly. I mean, I'm, I'm not good at counting heads, but there's some Duke players or um, staff maybe that I, I think I believe I saw too. Um, but it was a pretty interesting game. There was definitely some trialists that were starting. 
Yeah. Um, we came out in what was essentially a 4-3-3. Um, we had Gutman out left beside trialist A as a center back, followed by Hugh Roberts. And then on the far right side, it was trialist B as a right back. I, mean, I don't know what else to call him. <laughs> um, and then the midfield, we had – it was Airman, George, followed by Alex. Um, and then up top, we had Mensale, Jorge, and Oduro. So it was – a little bit different of a look um, compared to what we've seen previously. So McGinnis looks like he's going to be playing a, a very high line and that type of thing. Um, I definitely say that he he definitely wanted to possess the ball a good bit. There was a lot mm-hmm. of passing between Miller and a, and a couple times. Honestly, I was a little terrified um, with him with the ball at his feet. Not necessarily him, but just something we didn't see a whole lot of him last year yeah playing um, out of the back can be a little yeah. tricky mm, definitely is but we we have seen just talking with him and, and via twitter that he he'll he likes when a keeper can possess the ball and dribble and he he did well i mean he never he never looked like he was lost on what to do and that type of thing so that there could be a new thing we're going to see from him this year um which will be a welcomed addition essentially um but it was uh, Duke played really well. I mean, I didn't know anything about their program to be honest with you. Um, they're a, I they're think a pretty they're good. The they're a pretty good team, I think. But um, it was uh, it was an interesting game. I mean, it, it, there was some sprinkling of some some trialist in there, um, but it, it was entertaining nonetheless. Um, the first half, like I said, there was the two trialists being the center back and the right back. The right back looked pretty okay, to be honest with you. Um, didn't have a whole lot of pace. The other center back, he looked pretty good. He played the entire game, if I'm not mistaken, actually. Because um, he did start off in the second half as well. Um, but the second half really was just... It was all trialist. I, I couldn't yeah. tell you who any of them were. Um, but I guess a quick synopsis of the score. It was 3-2. We ended up winning. Um, Mansale scored the first goal. Um, which was there was a number of opportunities we ended up having. There was a lot of um, I don't want to say reliance, but there was a focus on the long ball, just knocking it up in the air, getting it to Mansale, getting it to Oduro, um, getting it wide and into space, and letting Oduro run onto it. Um, there was a pretty good amount of that. Um, Alex and George looked really good in the midfield, mm-hmm. I'd say. Airman. He was on the far side for the, the part of the game, so I can't say too much. Um, but I, I think he's got some room for improvement there, um, be honest with you. Um, but it, I still think he, he can excel there. I think, I mean, I said it last year, I think he could somewhat be like a Lewis Hilton. Um, so yeah. prove me right, McGinnis. I, I, um, I'm really interested. In, I, I think of all the players, that was the one that was most – intriguing to me when i saw that he was playing in the center because i don't recall him playing in the center once last season he played all over the place um i think he played left wing right wing left back and maybe even right back for a little bit um but i don't i don't recall him ever playing through the middle uh was he kind of did he stay in the middle or did he kind of push wide he pushed wide at times but he was definitely more really the George Airman and, and Alex didn't get too forward very much at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they stayed pretty central. There were some runs here and there. Um, 
but Alex was definitely more central as far as far as going out wide, like he tends to do, being in the, on the left side of things traditionally. Um, but it, it was a it was a fun way of watching the game. I mean, there was definitely some kinks, obviously, um, between the trialists and just getting used to different things of the formation and whatnot. Um, and Duke played, I mean, it, as you can probably expect from a, a fairly high-level college team, they tried to put a name for themselves. Um, mm-hmm. they, they played with a lot of energy, um, even though it was super cold. That's one thing, like, I don't I, I wouldn't have been able to run around out there. It was It was a cold night. Um, so better them than me. Um, but it was, uh, it was an entertaining game. I mean, there was a, the other two goals were scored by trialist. Um, one was a decent free kick, to be honest with you. Um, so I don't know who that guy was, but he, he looked pretty good. <laughs> uh, so, um, but yeah, there's not too, too much else to say about, the, about the preseason game. Honestly, there are some preseason games coming up here shortly. Uh, tomorrow being Wednesday, we're gonna play Lenore Ryan. At least we're scheduled to. It's supposed to be like a high of forty-two tomorrow and rain yeah, all it's, day. We're we're expected so, up here to get like freezing rain and snow over the yeah. uh, overnight. So yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I'll, I'll be curious to see what the pitch is gonna look like tomorrow after uh, a decent bit of rain in the evening and then rain all day. So we'll see with that. And then we are playing our interstate rivals. Uh, up in Cary um, this weekend, uh, being Saturday. I think you're going to be there, right? Yeah, I'm going to do my best to make it out there, um, pending you know bad weather or any other weird circumstance. Uh, yeah. But it's it's not a very far drive for me. I think it's like an hour. Um, so, and probably on a Saturday, it might even be less than that. Uh, it also might depend on if the if there's did I mention weather already? I may have already mentioned the weather. Yeah, you mentioned the so. weather. Yeah, but that's understandable. I mean, I yeah. I definitely want to be there tomorrow for the the game, but also like forty degrees and rain isn't great to do anything. Oh yeah, uh, alone just stand there. So yeah. I'll probably be out there, um, just because I don't know that I'll get another chance to see them before the season mm. starts. So yep, because um, I don't think they're. I think. The only other home games that are preseason uh, are during the week, so and I definitely can't make yeah. it out to those. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I'll probably be there so I can report back on the next podcast. Um, cool. So speaking of news, there's the team has just teased that they are they have signed another player. Um, mm. They. You know they've been doing this thing where they put a pen and then a flag next to it, um, and this flag <laughs> is the Albanian flag. So yeah. we have signed someone from Albania. Um, there's some speculation on Twitter. Mm. Uh, I just saw this as well. That it is a player who played for the Rowdies last season in 15 games, named Afrim Taku. Um, yeah. No oh. idea. I yeah, asked. I, I asked if the independents would give us the scoop. Uh, they have not responded, so I'm assuming that means no. So it looks like we're just gonna have to wait until tomorrow when this podcast is already up 
So at this point, you're probably listening to this and you probably already know who this player is, but we don't. So enjoy us being in the dark. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But hopefully it's a player uh, with a lot of quality. Maybe it's the guy who scored the free kick. It could you... be. I, if it's him, then I'll okay. take it. Ben, do me a favor. Go to yeah. go to Twitter because uh, our friend Matt Bo-, Bo Round and Round just posted a picture yeah. of the supposed player that our other friend Von Paulman said it might be who played for the Rowdies. I'm looking at it now. Do you recognize I, him? I don't. I, okay. The guy who scored the free kick was like, he might as well have been. I mean... It, Callum Rosses doesn't have very distinct features, but he was a tall midfielder and had short hair. I mean, it could be him. Uh, well, <laughs> that guy has short hair, and he's a midfielder. Yeah. I'm wondering how tall he is. I mean, it's... Uh, so he's 5'11". Well, I mean, he could have been 5'11". Well, next know. to soccer players, 5'11 can look tall, you know. A decent height. Depending um, on the team. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know, to be honest with you. It could be him. I mean, it could not be him too. I mean, it's uh, it'll be interesting. I, I if it's him, I'll be happy because he actually was. I mean, it was all trialist, but he was he was good on the pitch. I I, I would have been okay with him being on the squad, honestly. Um, so maybe it is Taku. Good stuff. <laughs> oh, we forgot to do our speculate speculation station. Music before that segment. Darn. I'm not going to go back and add it. (laughs) So just imagine it was there. Yeah. Um, Just play it in your head. Yeah. So did you say uh, the result of that game, the first game? Did you ever say Um, the score? I don't think you did. I I think maybe, but it it was 3 2 us. We we got a a fairly late goal, um, which was scored by Trialist Q. <laughs> um, I guess Trials Q maybe, um, but uh, but yeah, we did get the win, so I will uh, take that. We are one and O, one O and O in the McGinnis era. So Jimmy has won a match. That's so, right. Um, were, was there anything concerning about the two goals that we gave up? Mm, the first goal was. Uh, I hope Trialist B isn't listening. Um, it was definitely the right back's fault. Quite frankly, <laughs> um, sorry to throw you under the bus, but it, it was just he got beat going wide. There was a cross into the box. Guy headed into the box or headed into the goal. Um, the second goal, I don't remember to be honest with you. Oh, the second one was scored on the trialist goalkeeper, uh-huh. um, and it was like. I think it was somewhat outside the box. It was just a shot that probably could have been saved, but for whatever reason, the goalkeeper didn't get a hand on it. So two pretty fluky goals, honestly. Um, And I think Hugh Roberts looked great. I mean, they had two, three headers or two, three corners, I should say. Mm -hmm. Um, He won every one of them in the air. He he was fantastic. I mean, he's all of his six, four height, I think. Um, And he's a pretty big dude. Yeah, he's uh, – I remember – this is a random story that probably doesn't need to be told. I remember when he played for the Steel <laughs> and he was there. He walked by me randomly when he was leaving the stadium. I felt short next to him. I'm not a short guy. So no, you're not. That should uh, give you a frame of reference. But I think he's like 6'4", 6'5". Um, 
but he he definitely impressed me, Hugh Roberts. Um, I'm I could talk about him all day probably, but he he's going to be a good <laughs> signing for us, I think. Um, and he definitely lived up to the the expectations I was I had for him. I would say, um, but really nothing too concerning to be honest with you. Um, other than those things, really, Jorge probably only had like two, three touches the whole game, surprisingly enough. Um, so it was definitely a focus of, of playing out wide and, and that type of thing. But yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you giving us the details on that. Um, so hopefully I'll, I can return the favor for you. Uh, mm. Come, come next time we record. I don't know when that's going to be. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I, do you have anything else you'd like to talk about on the field before we move to our uh, talking about some off-the-field stuff? No, 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 I can't really think of anything on the field-wise. Um, yeah, let's go to the off-the-field things. All right, so we've got exciting things coming up. Um, on Sunday, March 3rd, I believe, mm. there is going to be an event at Jack's house. Um, this event is free and open to the public. It's a meet and greet type thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. season kickoff party, I guess is what we're calling it. It's hosted by Jack's militia and the independents. Jim McGinnis will be there. There will be some other players and coaches there to kind of meet the fans. Uh, there's free food and drinks and Mm -hmm. that time is two 30 PM. Yep. Is there an end time on that, or is it just kind of a drop by type of thing? Um, I don't know that there's an end time to it. I do know um, for those that did get the um, the gorgeous scarves. I think um, this St. Patrick's Day scarves, the mm-hmm. half St. Patrick's Day, half Independence style. Yeah, um, those one, you'll, I you'll be able to pick up. Yeah, those you'll be able to pick up at that event. Um, do, are you gonna? be able to make it by chance i know it's a sunday so, so the plan is so we're actually going to charleston that weekend um oh. my wife is off during that whole week she has yeah. like a, a little mini break between um she had her she had a, her first rotation this past like eight weeks and then she has a week off and then she goes to eight weeks of class mm. um so we're actually going down to charleston on friday that friday and coming back sunday so if we time it right, we're not going to like, I'm not going to guarantee that I'll be there. Um, yeah, but we're going to try to do because it's not anywhere on the way back. Yeah. So we're going to try to come back through Charlotte and, and stop by. Um, mm. But, I, but no promises. <laughs> I did notice on here. There is according to the Facebook event, which Facebook event times are law. It is a two thirty to five thirty slot. Okay. So, a three hour time. That's, that's quite a wide, wide range then. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Jim McGinnis, some players, some coaches, some food, and some drink. Not, not much uh, more you could really ask for there. I think I, I'm pretty excited about it. If nothing else, I'll get another scarf to add to my. Um, Your growing huge collection. collection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ben has upgraded his scarf uh, display. You guys yes. can't see this, um, but I'll describe <laughs> it to you. Ben used to have, in the background when we would do these Skype uh, Skype calls, he used to just have scarves piled up kind of in the corners of his room. Yeah. And now he's got a very nice clothesline with all the yep. scarves displayed 
looks really nice. I have yeah. a similar setup. Uh, it's not a clothesline. It's a um, it's like a curtain rod on the wall. Oh yeah, nice. So it looks real nice. Very yeah. Cool. So we're both Very cool. both uh, winning this scarf game. Yeah. All right. Um, I I don't really have anything else. Do you? I think that's all we've got right now. I mean, the season is is nigh. It's uh, it's very close. Two weeks from um, next Friday, right? Two weeks from this Friday. Yeah. I mean, two weeks from this Friday. Is it or no. Mid- no? That's not right. I think it's three weeks. Three weeks from this Friday. Yeah, you're it's right. Three, three weeks. weeks. Regardless, it's close. Um, still got some preseason games and things like that, but uh, I'm excited. I think it'll be here in a, in a in a minute, rather quickly, and then the season will be up and running. So yeah, yep. I, it's um it's about time for us to get into twice a week mode. So <laughs> hopefully, I don't uh, I don't pass out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there'll be lots of coffee drink in those on definitely, those days. The f- especially the first few weeks. Getting back oh, into yeah. the swing of things. Yes, a little coffee won't hurt me, that's for sure. But it'll be good. And if you, I guess I can say this, if, you, if you'd if you like to see anything this year, just let us know. We are open for suggestion. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I second I second that. If you have uh, anything you really want to hear about or, or whatever, events, podcast, guests, you name it, just hit us up you know where to find us we're at talking jacks everywhere um yep you can find uh, both ben and i are listed on the our, our bios or, or excuse me our handles are listed in the bio i believe of talking jacks um if not it, it's really easy to find us just let us know if you can't find us um yeah yeah so i think we're going to wrap it here um if you can make it out to matthews tomorrow night for the game do so I guess it will be tonight by the time you're listening to this. Um, do you know? Is there a time, Ben? Is it seven o'clock kickoff for the preseason? Yes, game? seven o'clock kickoff. Okay, and it's um, free. Free. Bring bring your own food. Bring your own drinks. That kind of thing. Yep. Um, all right. So yeah, if you're if you're able to make it out to Matthews t- tonight, do so. Um, if you're able to make it out to Carrie on Saturday, do so. I'll say hi. Um, I'll be the one there. I don't know if anybody else is coming because I know, uh, I know some people are going to Charleston for the the Challenge Cup. I know you are amongst them. Yeah, um, I think there is going to be a, a small bit of uh, Jack's militia contingency there. Yeah. yeah, it's um it's unfortunate. We so we originally planned to go this weekend to Charleston, um, mm. but it, my wife accidentally scheduled a CPR class for that Friday, so we had to change oh, it. No. We had to push. We had to push it back a week. Um, so we were going to go to the Challenge Cup and everything. Um, while we were there but instead we're just gonna do other stuff on since the challenge, <laughs> challenge cup will be over when we go um yeah. but it's always great to go go to charleston and since the game this year is on a wednesday i doubt i'll, I doubt I'll get to make the trip uh for the game so I have to make my trip early this year yeah so. all righty folks well i hope you have a great rest of your week <clears throat> uh we'll talk to you when there's more news um probably next week sometime probably won't do another one until after the game on saturday Mm. so like i said come come say hey to us at the games uh hit us up in our inboxes if you have suggestions or uh you know just want to talk so yeah all righty 
as always, come on you jacks. Ooh.